Volume Three, Chapter Fifteen of Gwen Wynn. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Gwen Wynn, A Romance of the Wye by Main Reed. Volume Three, Chapter Fifteen. Still alive impossible to depict the expression of vivian ryecroft's face as the words of the waterman fall upon his ear it is more than surprise more than astonishment intensely interrogative as though some secret hope once entertained but long gone out of his heart had suddenly returned to it still alive he explains springing to his feet and almost upsetting the table alive he mechanically repeats what do you mean wingate and who my poor girl captain you know his girl not mine mary morgan not gwendolyn wynne reflects ryecroft within himself dropping back upon his chair as one stunned by a blow i'm almost sure she be still livin continues the waterman in wonder at the emotion his words have called up though little suspecting why controlling it the other asks with diminished interest still earnestly what leads you to think that way wingate have you a reason yes have i more'n one it's about that i come to consult ye you come to astonish me but proceed well sir as i have said it'll take a good bit o tellin and a lot o explanation beside but since ye've signified i'm free to your time i'll try to make the story shorts i can don't curtail it in any way i wish to hear all the waterman thus allowed latitude launches forth into a full account of his own life those chapters of it relating to his courtship of and betrothal to mary morgan he tells of the opposition made by her mother the rivalry of coracle dick and the sinister interference of father rogier in addition the details of that meeting of the lovers under the elm their last and the sad episode soon after succeeding something of all this ryecroft has heard before and part of it suspected what he now hears new to him is the account of a scene in the farmhouse of abergan while mary morgan lay in the chamber of death with a series of incidents that came under the observation of her sorrowing lover the first his seeing a shroud being made by the girl's mother white with the red cross and the initial letters of her name braided over the breast the same soon afterwards appearing upon the corpse then the strange behaviour of father rogier on the day of the funeral the look with which he stood regarding the girl's face as she lay in her coffin his abrupt exit out of the room as afterwards his hurried departure from the side of the grave before it was finally closed up a haste noticed by others as well as jack wingate but what do you make of all that asked ryecroft the narrator having paused to gather himself for other and still stranger revelations how can it give you belief in the girl being still alive quite its contrary i should say stay captain there'll be more to come the captain does stay listening on 
to hear the story of the planted and plucked up flower of another and later visit made by wingate to the cemetery in daylight then seeing what led him to suspect that not only had the plant been destroyed but all the turf on the grave disturbed he speaks of his astonishment at this with his perplexity then goes on to give account of the evening spent with joseph priest in his new home on the wives and strays there shown him the counterfeit coins burglar's tools and finally the shroud that grim remembrancer which he recognized at sight his narrative concludes with his action taken after assisted by the old boatman last night he says proceeding with the relation or i ought to say this same morning for toward after midnight hour you and myself took the skiff and stole up to the chapel graveyard where we opened our grave and found the coffin empty now captain what do ye think o' the whole thing on my word i hardly know what to think of it mystery seems the measure of the time this you tell me of is strange if not stranger than any what are your own thoughts about it jack well as i've already said my thoughts be and my hopes that mary's still in the land or the living i hope she is the tone of rycroft's rejoinder tells of his incredulity further manifested by his questions following but you saw her in her coffin waked for two days as i understood you then laid in her grave how could she have lived through all that surely she was dead so i thought at the time but don't now my good fellow i fear you are deceiving yourself i am sorry having to think so why the body has been taken up again is of itself a sufficient puzzle but alive that seems physically impossible well captain it's just about the possibility of the thing i come to ask your opinion thinking ye'd be acquainted with the article itself what article the new medicine it has go by the name of chloroform ah you have a suspicion that she are been chloroformed and so keep asleep to be waked up when they wanted her i've heard say they can do such things but then she was drowned also fell from a footplank you told me and was in the water some time i don't believe it a bit it be true enough she got somehow into the water and were took out insensible or rather drifted out herself on the bank just below at the mouth of the brook but that were short after and she might still have been alive and notwithstanding my notion be that the priest had first put the chloroform into her or did it then and knew all along she weren't dead nohow my dear jack the thing cannot be possible even if it were you seem to forget that her mother father all of them must have been cognizant of these facts if facts i don't forget it captain stead i believe they all were cognizant of them leastways the mother but why should she assist in such a dangerous deception at risk of her daughter's life that's easy answered she did it partly o herself but more at the bidding of the priest whom she daren't disobey 
the weak-minded creature most o'er time given up to saying prayers and paternosters they all knowed the girl loved me and were sure to be my wife whatever they might say or do against it we earth willing i could a defy the whole lot o them being aware o that their only chance were to get her out o my way by some trick as they ha indeed got her ye may think it strange their taking all that trouble but if ye'd seen her ye wouldn't there weren't on all wyside so good-looking a girl ryecroft again looks incredulous not smilingly but with a sad cast of countenance despite its improbability however he begins to think there may be some truth in what the waterman says jack's earnest convictions sympathetically impressing him and supposing her to be alive he asks where do you think she is now have you any idea i have leastways a notion where over the water in france the town of boulogne boulogne exclaims the captain with a start what makes you suppose she is there some things sir i ain't yet spoke to ye about i'd a most forgot the thing and might never a thought of it again but for what a happened since ye'll remember the night we come up from the ball my telling ye i'd an engagement the next day to take the young pauls down the river i remember it perfectly well i took them as agreed and that day we went down first chepstow but they were bound for the seven side a duck shootin and next morning we started early afore daybreak as we were passing the wharf below chepstow bridge where there were several craft lying in i noticed one sloop rigged riding at anchor a bit out from the rest as if about clearing to put to sea by the light o a lamp as hung over the taffrail i read her name on the stern showing she were french and belonged to boulogne i shouldn't have thought that anything odd as there be many foreign craft o the smaller kind puts in a chepstow but what did appear odd and give me a start to were my seeing a boat by the slope side with a man in it who i could a most swear were the rules fairy priest there were others in the boat besides and they appeared to be getting some sort of bundle out o it and taking it up the man ropes aboard to the sloop but i didn't see any more as we soon passed out of sight going on down now captain it's my firm belief that man must have been the priest and that thing i suppose to be a bundle of merchandise neither more nor less than the body o mary morgan not dead but living you astound me wingate certainly a most singular circumstance coincidence too boulogne boulogne yes captain by the letter in our stern the sloop must have belonged there and i'm going there myself i too jack we shall go together End of chapter 15 Read by Lars Rolander